It is the huge money story of the day, and that is that the Bank of Canada this morning did the expected and raised that benchmark lending rate by 50 basis points. So we're going to find out how that impacts you, because now we found Lori. Hi, Lori. Hi, how are you, Simi? Nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you, too. Let's start with this interest rate story. So how are the markets behaving in light of what happened this morning? Yeah, well, markets, uh, you know, open up positive and markets have turned lower just across the board. Um, you know, I think that there's still concern over economic growth going forward, although the Bank of Canada was more positive on that light. Um, as we know, they've increased rates. They're going to continue to increase rates. And we all know what the driver behind inflation really is. I mean, it's higher food and energy prices. And, you know, you know, they quoted, too, it has to do with the Russian invasion of Ukraine, um, China's COVID-related lockdowns and, uh, you know, those ongoing supply disruptions are, are all boosting inflation, and they really need to try to get it uh, under control. Um, you know, but the, the worry is is that they increase too far, too fast, and, you know, it really hurts uh, economic growth in the long term. So that's what we're going to be looking at, and especially, um, you know, the Canadian housing market is something that, that I worry about. Uh, although, you know, they did say Canada's GDP rose 3.1% in the first quarter. Uh, that's below the expected 4.9% increase. Um, so again, there, you know, a lot of news is coming out from the Bank of Canada here, but nothing is totally surprising in, in my opinion. Okay, so you're not surprised by this, but how should we prepare for something like this? Like, is this the end or do you think there's more coming? Uh, the end of uh, increasing rates? No, I don't think it's the end. I think that they're going to continue to increase. I mean, inflation, our last read here in Canada was 6.8%. So uh, until we get that next number, you know, we're kind of, uh, you know, uh, waiting on an edge here, I think. Um, you know, and, and when we see mortgage rates for the first time over 4% in a decade, I think that's pretty significant. I think that Canadians have been really used to you know, the cost of borrowing very low and many were, you know, using their homes as a bank account and I think that's a problem. And, you know, I think here in Vancouver, I think people got really excited to, you know, own real estate as an investment, not just because of the income, but because of the idea that it's going to go up in value. So if you take that out of the equation, you know, the question is, is it still a a good investment uh, from here on out? And especially if they're going to increase rates further uh, for the remainder of the year. And, And and so I think that's the main question there in terms of uh, interest rates and in Canada. And we're seeing this around central banks all around the world increasing rates aggressively. So it's not just here in Canada, right? So I think that last week, you know, we saw a decent bounce in markets that ended the kind of seven-week losing streak. But I think there's still concern that, you know, it's a bear market rally. And I think we really need to see buyers come in. We need to see a catalyst in the markets to, to turn things around. Uh, and because everyone's focused so, so much on interest rates right now. That is so true. A lot of focus on that. But what about growth? You were mentioning that as well. Is it where um, economists and, and, and financial watchers like yourself expected it to be? You know, I think that um, we're going to see growth slow substantially uh, in parts of the Canadian economy going forward. I, again, remember, Canada is also a commodity-driven economy, and so that's something that we have to think about. Uh, we've got oil, we've got other commodities, and, you know, that tends to do well during an inflationary environment. So, you know, but again, if there's less demand for goods and services going forward, um, just because of inflation, right, it's really eating into everybody's wallets here. I mean, again, when you're filling up your tank, are you buying a, you know, a, you know, a new suit? 
church? <laughs> That's the question. Um, and, and so I think we're going to see more of that for the remainder of the year. But if if the Bank of Canada or the Fed in the U.S., I mean, if they come out at some point in, you know, later in summer and say we're going to put rate increases on hold, for example, right? We want to see what we've done filter into the economy because this doesn't happen overnight. Uh, that, you know, if, if they put uh, rate increases on hold, that would be a catalyst, for example, for markets to move higher. But I think in an inflationary environment as well, I think you just need to be careful about your budget. Uh, make sure that, you, that your own balance sheet is healthy. Review all the debt that you have and, um, and and take a look at the rates that you're paying. That's what we're doing with clients on a you know, one-on-one basis is to see you know what debt do you have, if any, especially if you're retired. And is it variable? Is it fixed? And what should we be doing about it? Okay, let's talk about real estate investing as well, Lori. Is this a good time to even think about that? Yeah, we get so many questions on real estate. Simi, um, you know, it's a, it's a favorite topic amongst Vancouverites, I would say. So it's something we want to bring up again, just with mortgage rates uh, as high as they are and moving over 4% uh, for the first time in a decade and, and could actually even go higher. Um, you know, when I uh, take a look at um, some of the information out there from the BC Real Estate Association, I mean, what they're saying is that uh, we're going to see sales projected to decline by over 20% this year and another 12% next year. And again, that's sales, right? That doesn't mean prices. But um, slower sales usually means lower prices. So you need to be mindful when buying any real estate right now. And I think you also need to review your overall net worth. Uh, because Vancouverites got so heavy into real estate, and some for investment purposes. I mean, you're, you know, you're going to own the roof over your head, but you know, some people own many, many properties. And, you know, they like the idea of collecting the rental income. And rental income on its own uh, is, is not always that great because you've got maintenance, you've got strata fees, the income is taxed uh, at the highest marginal rate. And so, so there's not a whole lot of benefits in, in just collecting the income. The reason that most people are buying real estate as an investment is for capital appreciation, that it goes up in value. And if that is not on the horizon, then, you know, you got to start questioning, is this the best investment for me at this time? And a lot of people view, you know, stock market versus real estate. Uh, you know, usually we're advising everyone to have both. It's not one or the other. But I just think that people got too heavily weighted on the real estate side over the last few years. Okay, but what about the idea of investing in real estate for retirement? Yeah, I think I think again you just need to take a look at, you know, what are the options out there in terms of investing. The the one worry I have with real estate when rates are moving, you know, higher aggressively is the ability to sell if you want, right? So it, it depends if you have a long time horizon, you know, generally speaking, the stock market and the real estate market go up, right? Um, but there are periods where there can be declines or severe declines. And historically, the real estate market declines can last a heck of a lot longer than the stock market declines. And, and also, if you ever want to raise cash or get out or move to another geographic region or sector, you can't do that in real estate. And when things go bad, they can go real bad, where you're not able to even sell what you own, even if you want to. Um, where, again, investing in the markets, in the stock market, you're able to, you know, buy Coca-Cola stock today or Walmart or whatever you're buying, and you're able to sell it tomorrow. So that idea of liquidity is, um, is in my opinion, it's much better during a, a, an environment when rates are moving higher and things remain uncertain. 
Okay, what about tax planning, though? I guess that's something you really have to be aware of if you're going to do this. Yeah, well, especially in retirement. I mean, you want to be looking at your overall estate. I say the the issue that I see a lot is um, a lot of accountants out there are doing your annual tax return, right? They're just making sure that, you know, they've got all their I's dotted and T's crossed for every year. But again, what we want to be doing is looking at the long-term impact of your investments and how you're drawing income and, and, you know, where do you have your money and what buckets, whether it's real estate, uh, you know, RSPs or RIFs, tax-free savings accounts, um, joint accounts, corporate accounts. We want to make sure that we're planning for the long term and uh, and trying to minimize that tax on that wealth transfer to your beneficiaries for whenever that day comes. And that's, again, why you have a financial plan. That's why I involve financial planners in dealing with clients because it's not, um, you know, you can't just look at it annually. But again, real estate has its pros and cons. And I just think that needs to be discussed, uh, you know, more in detail now with your financial advisor. Yes, very thoroughly. Lori, thank you so much for that. Thanks so much, Timmy. Have a great day. You too. That's Lori Pinkowski, Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. And remember, you can contact her team at 604-695-LORI, or you could visit their website at pinkowski.ca.